guess what? We're on Patreon. Tiers start at just $1 a month. And we have three of them. Become a brilliant backer for $1. Find out early about new merch and ticketed events and get access to our monthly newsletter. Support our show by becoming a confident contributor for $4 a month. In addition to the benefits from the previous tier, you get access to our Discord community and one bonus episode every Sunday. Or lastly, prove that you love us the most by becoming a sensational super fan for $7. In addition to the benefits from the previous tiers, get access to a monthly interactive live stream with one of us and get the power to decide future Lady History content by voting. Join our community and help us keep the show running at patreon.com slash ladyhistorypod. Woohoo, we did it. This modern world of science and invention is of particular interest to women. So we have this project upcoming Lexi in a and class. I do. Yes, that Alana and I are taking together. And the project, the basically idea is we have to make an exhibit and there aren't many restrictions. We just have to be able to relate it to cultural heritage, which spoiler alert, everything's cultural heritage. So it literally could be anything. Even like a natural collection, I'm pretty sure I could spin to work. So Alana, what's your idea? What so do you I have this idea. You know how all these like horrible white people are like, put the Confederate monuments in a museum. So here's what I want to do. I want to take the ones that were graffitied during the like protests. And I want to be like that. Like I wanted, I want an exhibit of the graffitied ones. And so then you can talk about like how none of those statues were constructed during the confederacy they were all constructed during like jim crow to be racist and just like look at these people this is cultural heritage i don't like i just have like the vague idea and then i think you make it a temporary exhibit in the um african-american history museum that's like my thesis my whole thesis is on how to display orphaned objects and i think i'm gonna adapt it a little bit would you call them orphaned objects so orphaned objects which I understand like, the concept of orphaned objects, yeah. but would you call those statues orphaned? Which monuments again? Like all the Confederacy ones that are no, because we South. have context. I'm t- like when I talk about orphan objects, I mean you have little to no context, right? Um, of it, like you have pretty good context in the grand scheme of things for those those monuments. Sorry, I totally blanked for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so. My thesis was more on, in your point of saying, this is cultural heritage, this is cultural um, oh no-nos that we've done in the past and I've accepted, we're going in through this new phase of saying, hey, this is something shitty we did in the past. This is how we're making our future better. And that kind of like let leads into what I was saying for orphaned objects, because orphaned objects don't inherently mean they were looted um, or stolen. That's just kind of like, a big chunk of it because orphaned objects could be like your grandmother was collecting newspapers no newspapers have a date collecting random objects that she found at antiquing or something and someone was like hey this is actually you can date it from like the 1920s it's an art deco ring but that's all you can pull from it even that like that little context some museums are like no that's not enough for us Um, So mine is to say, hey, here's this exhibit. 
we're going to discuss looting we're, or our whole thing is orphaned objects so oh, with that we're going to explain what objects yeah so that was kind Lexi, of my take thesis that idea like, just take Haley's thesis and thesis. turn it in um i'm gonna say that it's wonderful but i don't think it's me no probably no. not but the work is already done i'm not gonna steal Haley's thesis Oh, um, my thesis. I asked, so, so I went up to people in my family and I was like, if I was making an exhibit, what would you expect? Like, if I told you the Smithsonian was giving me free reign to open exhibit in any of their museums, right? Because I think the Smithsonian is the most like general broad, you can cover any topic you want. What would you expect me to tell you that my exhibit is? And I feel like their answers were kind of like milk toast, like nothing that digs deep. What were they? So my, my mother said something about like fashion through like themes and time periods, like as it relates to history. So a fashion trend, but like, what's the, it's not just that it existed, but like, why was it a certain invention? Like was denim becoming popular? Um, was spandex becoming popular? Like what made that all happen? Mm-hmm. Levi's my- did that. I can send oh, you really? Levi's and the Contemporary Jewish Museum had something similar in San Francisco. I can send you that, but I know what you're, I know what you're. So, so to me, it was be. like the word I'm using is milk toast because I feel like a it's happened before. Like there are lots of there. I mean, there are exhibits that are just like silk through time, right? Like it's so it's a it's a broad thing that's happened lots of time before, and then B, I don't know what the big idea is like. I can think of some, but none of them like draw me into like be I, passionate. I have an idea for you. Okay. Why don't you do an exhibit on how social media affects museums? That could be really cool. Like but what are could... the objects? Because we this so, this exhibit particularly, we have to have objects because it's from can... the cultural heritage legal perspective. I don't know if you're gonna have like if you can count this as an object, but my first idea was like you walk in. So you remember the National Geographic Museum, how they often create the exhibit as like a winding road. Like you have to go on a a prescribed path. Yeah. Also the Holocaust Museum does that. Yeah, but I don't like how the Holocaust Museum does it because it's like entrapment. (laughs) We also went through it backwards a lot. Yeah, so this is what I talked. So I was supposed to have an internship. I was supposed to have my dream internship at the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. And then, Miss Rona fucked me over. Wait, they aren't doing anything virtual though. Like what's happening there? Well, mine was like museum services. It was like interacting oh. with patrons. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I couldn't do that. But I talked to the guy and I, I was like, I'm really interested in accessibility. And he was like, yeah, the museum isn't really accessible. Nope. No, and I was like, all. it's kind of confusing. I've gone through, I've gone through it backwards twice because I just forget what happens. Um, and he was like, yeah, it was kind of designed to be confusing, but no one I really get gets that. they that. wanted to have a mood, right? Like they wanted yeah. you to feel something, but you can't alienate parts of your audience. Like yeah. think and about how many do. Holocaust survivors are in wheelchairs. So exactly. walk Alana, yeah. I raise you this one. You pose that the um, Holocaust Museum is bad for accessibility here's how you would recreate that same permanent exhibit to be good with it that's a lot of content that is a lot of content or take a part of it take a 
take a chunk of it. I could re-freaking do Daniel's story. I yes. hate that exhibit. That's redo Daniel's story. Redo Daniel's story. I hate story. that exhibit. It's the worst exhibit. But Lexi, for yours. Okay, what's the vision? For the prescribed like mode, you could literally have like part of it could just be a wall, like a screen and have people's um, like Instagrams. You can create your own hashtag being like, hashtag like exhibit but here's, here's the problem with that that's not an object that's already accessioned into mm-hmm. a museum keep going with oh this. all of you mine are not the accessioned phones? into a museum do you think i could well it's just a proposal so i could you're just proposing be like, an yeah. accession of a particular object mm-hmm. i don't know how she'll feel about that but that seems more specific than like i agree with you it would be really cool to accession tweets but i think that's going to be so but you could also do like you can also do, um, you can propose that being like, I accession tweets, blah, 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 incorporate, have like, incorporate some sort of public engagement with it. But the Smithsonian already has like all the cell phones and smartphones That's true. accessioned already. And they have, you can have a whole part about how social media and like rioting. So you have like already just for Black Lives Matter and COVID, you have all that stuff being accessioned and you have so many other like American history points if you just want to say like yeah, so that's Smithsonian why American history. I'm, I'm really feeling, I think, so I, like I think I'm going to propose go my thing about, unless Lexi, you want that and I'll do Daniel's story. No, you, want my you do your thing because you like have it and are passionate about it. And I- I will share with you. No, you take that because I mean- Wait, Daniel's story is the one that you're passionate about or the one that you're I'm passionate, passionate about? I'm passionate about both. About my um, I think Confederate Monuments ex- one. Accession, yeah. the, the graffitied monuments, like as stands with the graffiti is interesting because I like what you said about, they say, why don't you just put it in a museum? But like the part you're putting in the museum is you're not taking it into a museum because it's a Confederate memorial. You're taking it into a museum because it's a Confederate memorial. I forget you know, which museum... I know my museum would either be an ad- adaptation of my thesis because I put my heart and soul in it and or um, an exhibit about like death culture and representing different ways I that love cultures that. perceive death. That you just do Caitlin Doty's book as that. And there are objects already. Lex, you love that. I might that do might that. That might be your thing. Because there are definitely, now here's the thing that makes it interesting. When we talk about cultural property and the legal stuff. I can help you with that. Oftentimes the funerary objects, there are conflicts about whether the museum exactly. should show it. could talk about it. Who owns it. And so that makes a great it's essay. Freak exactly. Uh, and I have thought a lot about how to get around that. So I would gladly have that. I like with you. my, I love the social media thing too, but my big concern is I feel like a lot of people in this class in particular are going to be like, I'm going to do an exhibit on the Capitol insurrection, or I'm going to do an exhibit. So on... don't pick like, so I don't want to do something that. contemporary. So yeah. say like the beginning of social doing exhibit evolution of social media. I'm doing an exhibit yes. only on Coney 2012. Do you guys remember Coney 2012? Whatever happened yeah. with that? Well, it turns out it was a whole ass scam. Have you seen Internet Historian's video on it? No. Yeah. Watch it. It's fascinating. Um, like something like that is what if I did social media somehow, it would be something like that. But no, I think the funerary objects something... might be easier because yeah. it might be more. It might. It's less creative. It's less fun. It's less exciting. It's less what I would do in real I life. I think it's still... creative and exciting. Well, it, I mean, it is, but, but it's, it uses, it's, it's, tra- it's museum traditional. 
it is fun it's unique it's not yeah but it's 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 no but my way of my my whole vision for that would be to explain like museums do bad stuff have like that like they do bad stuff they do like yeah. the whole culture but stuff. i still i would be like the whole opposite of and i would do a lot of like but, but the fact that you're using objects to tell a story and that those objects are very traditional anthropological objects but you're saying that museum. you have to yeah. have objects because in yes. my ideal yes, world, yes, yes, world yes, yes, yes. Because... i would have like i would have like the um remember the tomb of christ at the natural the again national geographic museum how oh, you had the Church VR of the Holy room. Sepulchre, yeah. Yes, oh, it was yes. the exhibit where you so walked into the Church that. of the Holy Sepulchre, but it was in 3D. Yes. And now actually mm -hmm. so having I been to the do, Church of the Holy Sepulchre, I'm like, that. that was disappointing. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that. But I think for the social so media thing, it's something in about. real life I would be super passionate about, but I it would be a heavy lift to propose to her that I'm accessioning tweets. Like in real yeah. life, I would try it. I would do it. I would make it happen. But so why don't you? You know, you I don't also give do a shit living about objects. objects. Yes, I've thought about living collections as well. But you know me, I like when living, it comes to museums, yeah, living objects, think, <laughs> like living collections, whatever. But um, yeah. you know, people are always like, oh, deaccessioning is so scary and stuff. I don't know how this happened to me, especially because I'm an archaeologist, but I'm like, burn it all. The museum doesn't need objects to function. And I know that's scary. I know some people hate hearing that. But, you know, to me, I'm like, I, if I had to build a museum with no objects, I could do it. I could mm -hmm. still create. You could, are you saying objects that you accessioned? Because like the, again, plugging San Francisco, uh, you are really it's like going for the Contemporary Jewish Museum. The Contemporary Jewish Museum doesn't have their own objects it's all traveling exhibitions so that's what the levi or no, it was that's loaned. not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is a museum that is void of objects and what like would you, you have you there is in? no collections manager there is no the curators work totally in a space that is free of objects so like what would be there instead well for example you could do a wall of user-generated tweets true um true. like have you ever been to the museum which is now gone one of their first exhibits they had, it did have like photographs, so it had objects, but the big thing of it was in the very middle, there was like a circle tower and it would project tweets that people were tweeting in real time. That's the home museum. I think it can, it's, it's possible. I think it can definitely work. I think that could be like an independent paper if you had to write a thesis. I don't think it works think for this that's class. what you would do. But if yeah. I was doing um, a thesis, I think I would I would have done a thesis on the objectless museum because I do I, I'm a big proponent of I don't think you need a collection to be a museum. Yeah. But then what I'm is a really, museum? I don't know. ICOM can't even figure it out. So <laughs> there's so many papers now coming out of like block like not having the blockbuster exhibition. So like not having King Tut come around like that's yeah, considered how a blockbuster. Big museums like okay, like the American um, Natural History Museum. How would they survive if they didn't do blockbusters? Like that's so where that's the, the other comes thing. From. So I went to see the horse. Half. I went to see the story of the horse. Like I paid forty bucks for that. Yeah, I I saw the reason <laughs> I say King Tut was because that was like my first. Oh my god, I got tickets to see this right. because it came to New York City, and there's okay. So I've seen I've read like two different like extremes of papers on the one hand doing all traveling exhibitions like museums not ex like taking and acquiring ex um, no no acquisitions extensive no collections yeah, yeah 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 so just doing the traveling and that's Save where like money. blockbusters come in type of situation on the other hand but not all uh, traveling exhibits are blockbusters 
Excuse me. I know, but Donald Blockbuster Trump is a traveling exhibition to an extent. So like that That's was lumped in like Body like, World. Yeah. Uh, and then the other extreme was like, do we need Blockbuster like exhibitions? We've we haven't been doing that with the pandemic because we've been putting like our like stuff online, like our per, like videos of our permanent collection stuff that we don't need I mean to, like, you say that but like everything. the the museum by me the science center by me did a blockbuster exhibit outside they did yeah, one of the legos I, the traveling lego exhibits i think they put it up outside. i think this they whole argument is very limited because i don't think we can fall back on like oh well the pandemic happened everything had to be online because i don't think everything has to be online and i don't agree with some people saying the future of museums is virtual and digital and online platforms i think we're well what would a museum itching be to go somewhere space? i have a big conflict on that too because for me i can i can comprehend the objectless museum but physical space is such a huge component to museums but then like yeah. i interned for a museum that doesn't have a physical space and i still think they're doing great work like most Which people museum the national women's history museum they don't have yes. a space, Does not no, have they a physical don't space. Have... and when yeah, you talk to people so like i was in class on monday in museum marketing and we were talking about museums that we had seen and like that do a good job of stuff and one of the girls said something like one of the girls in the class said something about how she would love to visit the national women's history museum because she looked at their website and thought it was really good and i was like hate to break it to you sis <laughs> <laughs> but it's an organization advocating well it started as an org organization advocating for a smithsonian of women's history that was their start but they have since split because now there's an american women's history initiative with the smithsonian and this museum mm -hmm. focuses on global women's history and they are advocating for a public space they want a space where they physically can be but they have existed since the late 90s without a physical space they have an office also... but they yeah they have a museum. yeah they do have an office and they do great also, work like it's like <laughs> i agree i agree hard to comprehend like but that's not this goes into my second idea of having a physical space so like having that office space but one they're not making it a museum yeah, but, but what about like now. they're working remote now and they're putting out great stuff but they aren't even physically here's together. my thing if we if people like for on the topic of having a physical space what if it's a physical space that's not a museum but a like a traveling or loaned exhibition goes there because that's what i did for the meridian there are galleries like that in yeah, new york city in particular the meridian international is in now i'm forgetting the name i mean that's the whole principle of national geographic in dc and new york exactly that's all so i want to see more of these because like so many and especially in new york like um uh, i think it's like montefiore um gap the fisher collection that's a big mm -hmm. one but montefiore is like a health group and there are a bunch of other these big corporations because art equals money art equals power art equals like your stance and social hierarchy so i want these companies that bought all these collections and stuff and just say, hey, this is our corporate office, but we're taking out the first two floors and putting the collection on display. People people with unique medical traits purposely as living people are like, I hope they put me in the, like they ask to be, they leave themselves to the mudder. Is that what we should do for you, Lexi? Should we leave you to the mudder? 
I don't know if I'm enough of a medical anomaly. Like I'm a little bit like my skull might be useful to them because I have I that fucked up modern. skull thing. Like you guys know the story where Doug touched my face and was like, because <laughs> like because yeah. we were feeling our face and I was like something's wrong. Like I can't use this to side like the because I was siding the occipital and I, you know how he always says to use your own body as a study guide. Yeah, but wait, what was his thing again? Yeah. Well, I said, when I did it, I was, like, shocked. Like, so shocked that I out loud in front of, like, 15 people in my class was, like, um, like, mine doesn't feel right. So this side, like, What did he say that, like, you were supposed to do? I don't remember that. Well, okay. So he always says, use your body as a study guide. So if you guys haven't had a class with a dog, dear dear listeners, um, you can manipulate and feel your own bones to know how to side certain bones. So he was having us feel our occipitals to be able to side not our own occipitals. Does that make sense? Yes. And so I when I felt when my face this like this, like, hand. yeah, like this, um, this bone in right here has yeah. like a different shape and growth and is, it's not normal. And like, I will never know without like oh. an x-ray of my skull, what's going on exactly, but it's not normal. And so I freaked out. I was like, something's weird here because it didn't feel like the bone that was in my hand. Right. Cause I had one, I was like, oh. and he felt my, he came over and felt my face and typical old creepy man. He was like, eat, eat, you know, Doug, we love Doug. Um, yeah. And so he was feeling between my two, like, and he was like, what the, f-? like, he was so confused. And then I came home and told my mom about it. And apparently I've always had like weird jaw and dental problems. Like I had one of those things you crank in your mouth. Mm-hmm. to like expand your jaw. And I also had this, they call it like TNJ, I think where your jaw clicks when you open and close it. And um, so I think what happened is I had those issues as a kid and my bone grew weird. So I would love to know what it looks like, but either I need like an intense x-ray of my skull, which I don't want to do, or I need to die and have my bones stripped off. Maybe. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll leave you to the mutter and then your ghost can see what happened. Nice. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> my ghost will be very excited to know what the hell is going on there, but it's really weird. Like if I open and close my jaw, it this one clicks in like, no, like this one feels normal. I felt other people's faces. This one, it, it, I've never felt another thing like it. It's really fucking strange. So when we're in person again, I'll let you touch it. I had a moment with Doug where I truly, like I now you're unlocking a memory when he would always be like, you can feel your bone. I asked right. Doug, I was like, why do you say that? Because like, it's confused me more. You feel the bone and you know what bone it is. You know what side it is. And he was like, that means you're supposed to work with bones. And I was like, ah. Oh. Thank you. Because like for some, he was just like, you know, when you know by the touch of the bone, you know it was like your passion. Or he said something really cheesy and really cute where I was like, thank you. I love that class. And it made me it made me want to go back to my original dream of becoming a forensic anthropologist. Like I was like, wait, what hold on, let me go back to me. Watch and I was like science um, turn into dog. Watch me go back. You should be done. Okay, you become done. <laughs> Actually, you could be. I do know a couple that does this. They both live in Philly. One commutes to DC and one commutes to New York three days a week. I texted CC. Isn't that crazy like, though? Uh, that's how they made it work. That's kind of beautiful. That's amazing. Like Honestly, they both wanted amazing. their jobs and they were like, I've been keeping up with all my like bone literature so I don't go rusty in the <laughs> case I just want to go back to forensic anthropology. You should just become a museum anthropologist. I think that's your niche. I think I will. I think that's You're going to need your doctorate though, unfortunately. Unforch. 
You can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LadyHistoryPod. Our show notes and a transcript of this episode will be on LadyHistoryPod.com. You can buy our merch there, too. If you like the show, leave us a review or tell your friends. And if you don't like the show, keep it to yourself. Our logo is by Alexia Ibarra. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at LexiBDraws. Our theme music is by me, GarageBand, and Amelia Earhart. Lexi is doing the editing. You will not see us and we will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Lady History. Next week on Lady History, we're checking out another book of the Lady History Library with the author's 2.0.